All right, welcome to Start Sex. Second one to start with the podcast. Today I'm with David Howie, who is the founder of Tell Us Title and the winner of Audience Favorite at our most recent warm up pitch competition held earlier this month. Uh, so, welcome, David. Uh, let's start off with you introducing yourself, your background, and, and then give us your like 30 second elevator pitch about uh, Tell Us Title, and then we'll dive deeper into it from there. Sure. Okay. So, I'm the CEO and founder of Tell Us Title Company, and we are a startup title insurance company. And we have developed a patent-pending blockchain solution for the real estate industry, and we are bringing it to market through a title insurance agency. Okay, so there's a lot of buzzwords. Well, not one big buzzword is, is blockchain, and we'll dive a little deeper into that. But first, I want to kind of figure out um, how did the idea come about? I mean, you've got you're in real estate for years and years now, so I'm guessing you had a problem that you experienced and you saw a potential solution. Yep. Yeah. So my background is in real estate. I'm a real estate broker. Uh, my previous position, I was the CFO of a real estate brokerage mm -hmm. and mortgage brokerage. And my pain point was updating all of our systems. So I was sort of a centralized bottleneck mm -hmm. of data, not only data, but value and money going in and out of our organization. And I had to update multiple systems. And I began exploring ways to automate my job, and that's when I came across blockchain. The light bulb went off, and I came up with this idea, and I've been uh, obsessed with it ever since. Did you have any experience with blockchain prior to that, and, and how did you learn about that? Because it's a pretty technical. Um, it's pretty technical. Yeah, actually, I have not had previous experience with blockchain. So I was during the recession, I went to grad school. Mm -hmm. I had my master's in financial analysis from the University of San Francisco. And, uh, you know, Bitcoin was, you know, the butt of a lot of jokes in grad school. So, mm -hmm. so like most people, I discounted it. You know, I didn't really give it much thought until much later on. And uh, I started looking into different ways of automating uh, value transfer and around came with this idea around 2016 early 2016 and that's about when ethereum uh started gaining a little bit of traction and so ethereum was kind of an evolution of the bitcoin blockchain in a sense where they added uh, this concept called smart contracts mm -hmm. and so um it was sort of a programmable uh, uh money if you will and so this idea of programmable money um, really resonated with me and in my job. And so I began exploring of how you could bring a blockchain into the real estate space and how that would make sense and came up with this, uh, this vision of a geocoded blockchain protocol. And so I wrote a white paper, I wrote a patent application, and it's been my, my thing for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. So, um, so you said you started that in 2016? I came up with the idea in 2016. The light bulb went off. Uh -huh. uh, I was on paternity leave, and so I had a little bit of downtime uh -huh. for my job. So I was able to take the blinders off, step back a little bit, and uh, that's when I, I finally thought I cracked the code of how blockchain would, would work in a real estate environment. And blockchain, um, like cryptocurrencies, uh, it does, it, it's a universal concept, works across borders, they don't care about mm -hmm. boundaries, and real estate has different addressing systems uh, in different jurisdictions. So uh, I knew 
there was it was a multifaceted problem. One, we had to uh, come up with a universal property identifier, and so we came up with a system and method to identify and pinpoint any real estate right anywhere in the world, hmm. essentially using geo-coordinates and altitude adjustments wow. for a three-dimensional space. So with this point, this pinpoint, um, which is a mathematical concept called the centroid calculation. Mm -hmm. So you can calculate the centroid of this building, mm -hmm. you can calculate the centroid of each office suite in this building, and so then you could use that point to reference a lease or ownership mm -hmm. or- Any piece of property. Any piece of property, and not only any piece of property, but any type of real estate right on top of that, mm -hmm. of which there are many different rights. There's, mm -hmm. you know, uh, fee simple, lease mm -hmm. estates, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, Maybe just give a, for those who aren't familiar with blockchain, it's the simplest explanation of, of what blockchain, blockchain is a protocol or framework that underscore underlies Bitcoin, makes that possible. But what is it? It's, a, it's essentially a decentralized ledger. That's basically my understanding of it. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah, so Bitcoin was the first blockchain. And um, when people describe blockchain, they usually describe that blockchain, mm -hmm. which is still the predominant blockchain of today. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, it's a decentralized, uh, uh, it's a distributed ledger is what a lot of people will, will tend to call it. Mm -hmm. And it's an open source protocol. And so, um, you know, at, at the core of it, essentially it's a database, mm -hmm. but it's a very special database. In that it's distributed far and wide, right? Distributed far and wide, and it's distributed far and wide by anybody that wants to have a copy of it. Mm -hmm. So if anybody wants to have a copy of it, they can sync up a node to the blockchain and have the entire history of that blockchain from its genesis block till today and it's constantly evolving it's constantly being data is being cryptographically linked to the previous block mm -hmm. and so when you sync up a node to a blockchain now you are part of that network mm -hmm. and so uh because it's open source anybody can tap into it so that's the, really the power of it mm -hmm. is there's no central authority that says yes, you can have a copy of it, or no, you can't have a copy of it. And, and once you are part of this network, you can also add to the data, right? Mm -hmm. So you can, you can participate. And so that's where the magic really happens, is that complete strangers on the opposite side of the world can share information, and everyone will come to consensus that this is a true and accurate representation of this data. So how does that fundamentally disrupt the problem? The problem here, well, let's talk about your problem, the problem, the challenge you're facing in the title. Um, business and how does the blockchain fundamentally disrupt how it's done today? Right. So Goldman Sachs did a study on it, and I, I hate to always kind of defer to a, 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 you know Goldman Sachs in this report that they issued, but they they really analyzed the situation mm -hmm. and they analyzed uh, how the title insurance industry works, mm -hmm. and a bulk of title insurance premiums is just labor. And so if you can begin to either automate or uh, make that process more efficient, so when a title insurance policy is written on a house, so when you buy a house, you, you get an uh, a owner's policy and a lender's policy. Most likely everyone does that. Mm -hmm. There's some exceptions, but generally almost all transactions have two policies written on it. Mm -hmm. If you go and refinance your house six months later, you have to get another lender's policy. And so this work is just being replicated over and over again, and you're paying the same fee mm -hmm. over and over again. 
if there was a way to, and if you use a different company, they might not have the same data, mm. they might not be sharing the same data, and so if there was an open source network to share, if you could geocode these policies and put it on a blockchain, um, and you could see everyone's work, you could save yourself a lot of time. Mm. And so they estimate you could save approximately 30% of manual labor if there was a blockchain for the title insurance industry. And that's what you're doing, is you're leveraging that time savings and, and that's how what the revenue model will come in? Yeah, yeah, essentially that's what we're doing, but not only does that work for the title insurance industry, it works for the entire real estate mm. industry. So there's many databases that could then tap into this network and there can be a lot of efficiencies that way. And so we are going to market as a title insurance uh, company, okay. but we do have a subsidiary that is a real estate brokerage uh -huh. and mortgage brokerage. And so we're gonna do title escrow, listings, sales, and mortgage brokerage, and we're gonna make all of that more efficient with blockchain. Okay. So maybe maybe for those who are listening and are intrigued by that reference to development sex art, what's the do you remember the title of the article? Uh, it was putting theory into practice. Um, I believe that was the name of it. I can send you a link to okay. it. Maybe we'll put it in the show notes. Sure. Okay. So so basically, let's talk about the revenue model of how you who are your customers and how they get how you get paid for them, why they pay you, the value they get from from the service. Yeah, so we're going to market as a traditional service provider. Mm -hmm. So our revenue is going to be um, escrow fees, title insurance fees, mm -hmm. real estate commissions, uh, loan origination fees. So basically all traditional um, uh, revenue models off the of the same thing that's out there already. Same thing that's out there already, except we're going to make this process more efficient, bring prices lower, open source our technology, let other competitors use it, and then when that network effect happens, that's when you'll really begin to see efficiencies in the industry. Okay. So you found you the idea originated with the problem or pain point that you, you had yourself. Have you validated it with any other, um, anybody else in the industry? Uh, yeah, so I've been to conferences, you know, from New York, San Francisco, Southern California. I've even gone to meetups as far as Puerto Rico. Oh. And there's organizations out there and there's a number of startups working on this problem. Mm -hmm. And they're, everyone has a kind of a little bit different spin on their model. So no one really knows what's gonna be the key to make this all work. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know. It's, it's the wild, wild west. Yeah, kind of. pretty much, yeah. And so because we're, our business model is based off traditional business processes and traditional business revenue models, mm -hmm. we don't have to depend on you know, some of these exotic business strategies of developing a tokenized economic model. Okay. So we're not, we're not- It's a lower uh, risk for you. Yeah, we're not doing an ICO, we're not trying to sell a token. We're just using existing blockchain technologies to make our process more efficient and then once we prove our concept, and um, our long-term goal is to develop our own blockchain, but mm -hmm. we think that's probably you know five years out before mm -hmm. we even try and tackle that problem. Right now, we just want to prove our concept and kind of mitigate risk that way. So I'm kind of curious: is this the first startup you've 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 done? This is my first startup that's that I'm the founder of. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been the co-founder of uh, my previous position. Um, where we were a tech-enabled real estate brokerage. Mm -hmm. um, we, interestingly enough, crossed paths with a VC 
and uh, had a license to a social networking pro, um, platform. Mm -hmm. It was basically a white label Facebook. And uh, we basically pulled the plug on that project and just decided to be a real estate brokerage. Mm -hmm. And um, we were seeing a little bit of traction. We were growing as a firm. And I realized that to really succeed in that arena, you need state-of-the-art systems. Mm -hmm. And blockchain just seemed a natural kind of technology that was going to seep into the real estate industry eventually. Mm -hmm. And so I saw an opportunity and kind of ran with it. So uh, how? So you, you've been in the real estate industry for years and years. Is this now taking your full time, or you still kind of have feet in both camps right now? I do kind of have my feet in both camps. Um, because we are pre-revenue, um, I do practice real estate still. Mm -hmm. So um, what are some lessons you, you've learned along the way in, in starting this? So any big things that you've had to overcome, challenges you've had to overcome, or lessons, big wins that you've had? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's, a, it's a grind, right? It, it's a grind, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, being pre-revenue, um, it's really just, uh, um, it's mostly self-funded. Mm -hmm. I've uh, raised a little bit of capital from friends and family, and uh, luckily we have enough to build our prototype, and mm -hmm. so that's what we're focusing on right now, and we're really excited about okay, it. Okay, what's the timeline on, on that being available? So we're thinking about 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we I have a, an amazing team um, all over the world working on this. I got uh, a developer, my lead blockchain engineer has a PhD, and uh, he's actually in Siberia, hmm. of all places. Wow, really? Yeah, and uh, some people are in New York, some here in California, and some people working on the front end are actually um, out of India. Wow, so that makes team meetings kind of tough, probably. <laughs> yeah, so I got two teams and then uh, you know my internal team kind of managing things. Wow, wow, it's pretty amazing. Um, so you're 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 still building the the first prototype, right? Mm -hmm. So you said about ten weeks. So once you drop that, um, what's your what's your your beachhead on that? Who, who's the market you're going to first with that, and then what's coming after that? Yeah, so uh, interesting that you asked that. Um, we're thinking about, we're toying around with the idea of doing a pilot program in Puerto Rico of all places. Hmm. Um, after uh, the hurricane, oh, yeah. uh, there was uh, FEMA was trying to pay out um, people that were eligible for benefits mm -hmm. and they had a really tough time. Uh, even the, the title situation there is, is pretty, it's, Gotta be a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. I mean, not. I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's a prime, uh, it's a prime example of where blockchain can really make things an improvement. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I, something like sixty percent of claims couldn't be processed because they couldn't verify who was on title. Right. And so, um, is that because a lot of the things were were recorded on paper and they were destroyed or it, systems were destroyed? Yeah, so this is a problem. This is a universal problem. So a lot of times people will just buy property from family members or uh, all sorts of different stories. Mm -hmm. And then they go, they don't officially record it with the authorities. And so then it's, it's, a, it's still a legal valid contract. It's just, there's no way to enforce it because you didn't properly record it. Mm -hmm. And so what FEMA is doing is they're accepting affidavits to, um, uh, essentially accept who's on title if you have enough witnesses and enough people yeah. that will validate it um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to we plan on notarizing these documents and then geocoding putting them on a, a, our blockchain mm -hmm. our blockchain prototype 
and indexing them with geocoordinates. And so somebody back in DC can see all of these documents and hopefully we can provide value to those people. Wow, so interesting idea. So you're, it's a disruptive technology going into a society that's been totally disrupted by a natural disaster. I mean, that sounds like kind of a win-win situation. Right? Yeah, and then once we prove our concept there, then we can bring that back home and then use the same technology to then trigger events and have automation. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you know, when title transfers and you get that confirmation of recording, that could be an event that triggers a smart contract that update a database. So my dream is, you know, to bring this to my old job, essentially, and being able to update all my systems automatically within 10 minutes mm -hmm. and pay our agents. So there's five million realtors that would love to get paid <laughs> within 10 minutes of confirmation of recording, rather than waiting for, you know, the check to go to their office, their office to process it, update their systems, and then pay them. So that, that lag time can be, you know, a week, a couple days at best, um, maybe, maybe a, a business day or two, you know. So bringing that kind of back office efficiency down to 10 minutes is where I, I really think we'll see traction. How far out is that, you think, down your, down your horizon, time horizon? Um, so the prototype, once we prove our concept, then we'll begin to um, write code and APIs to update legacy systems. And so there's a whole industry, several industries that could piggyback off mm -hmm. of this. And so we see a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. So what do you need, what, what needs do you have right now, I assume probably capital, um, to progress and, and make those new milestones down the road? Yeah, uh, mainly capital, uh, not only uh, dollars, but human capital. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel pretty confident that we can deliver a proof of concept that will work. And then at that point, um, I think I'll probably approach angel investors at that point and then get the working capital we need to really kind of take things to the next level. So I want to switch gears just a little bit about, so, you know, so as I mentioned, you were the winner of our pitch, or a winner of audience favorite award at the recent pitch competition on April 5th at Sac State. Um, and so I kind of want to get your feel, your sense for not just that and how that experience was for you, because I think that was one of the first times you pitched uh, at an event like that. And, and the idea was to get some practice pitching to investors, which you're going to need to do. Uh, but also, give a sense for your feel of the startup community here in Sacramento, what you think is missing, what you as a startup founder could use that we're missing here in Sacramento? Hmm. What we're missing, uh, you know, I think, you know, I think you guys are doing a great job with Startup Sac. Um, I don't really know that anything's really missing. Um, we, you know, we have incubators here popping up in Sacramento. There, there's VC firms here now as well. I think Sacramento is a great place for a startup, mm -hmm. really, because you have all the, the tech and, and capital from, from Silicon Valley not that far away, and you have the capital right here, so if you're doing anything that you need, you know, you need to talk to a legislator for, or propose legislation, which we're actually thinking about doing mm -hmm. for blockchain, um, you got that going on for you. So I think Sacramento's got a lot going for it as far as the startup community. And you haven't had an issue with talent because you're going to Siberia and India and all over the world to get the yeah. Open, right? Yeah, I had to I had to travel and go to meetups to meet that sort of tech mm -hmm. talent, which is you know I, 
so I guess maybe that has been my biggest struggle is just finding finding the team that mm-hmm. can do that can perform. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if you're you're persistent and you don't give up, I think you know it can be done. So if people want to learn more about you. Um, I assume you have a website uh, where you can learn more? We do have a website. Uh, you can find more at tellustitle.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. Okay. Any tips, words of advice, inspiration for other uh, startup founders out there that uh, coming up that you might be able to impart on them? Really, the only thing I can, I can say is that uh, you cannot delegate your vision. Hmm. If you ever try and do that, that's where, you know, uh, you can fail. That's a good one. I haven't, and nobody's actually mentioned that before. That's very good. One. You're right. You're the visionary. That's the right. founder CEO. Yeah. All right. Any last words you'd like to share with anyone? Um, if you'd like to join our team or curious and want to know more about blockchain, uh, come find us. Uh, on the website. Find us on the website. Uh, we we're sometimes we're at the uh, local Bitcoin meetup. Oh yeah, that's a good. We should mention that. Yeah. yeah. So there's a pretty strong. Um, Bitcoin, crypto, blockchain community here, and they've recently kind of changed their name or something, I think, right? They did, yeah. But they week, they meet like every other week at, at McClellan, I believe. Yeah, so, every other Mondays. Yeah, so, and actually we, I, I believe we do a pretty good job with Rubsag of, of including those on our, our, our monthly calendar, so you can find all that information there. Absolutely. All right, thank you, David, for your time, and best of luck. Thank you.